1: Happy Friday! I am so grateful to have you with me here for another episode of Conversations with Toy. Now, if you've never listened to Conversations with Toy, that's okay. It's your first time. We welcome you with welcoming arms. But in this podcast, we always talk about some form of self-care, love, relationships, dating. We talk about it all. Sometimes we hit these internet streets and we just talk about the things that are happening. And for this particular episode, we this is a special episode, a Father's Day episode where I have my husband and he is joining us today to talk about fatherhood, the things that are you know, good about it, some things that we struggle with. With, or actually, not we. He or other fathers would struggle with. We talk about the relationships that people have with the deadbeat fathers. Those are the fathers who um, aren't active, don't show up, aren't attentive. Just whatever the arts. We talk about them and the things that you know things that they can be doing to do better. And we give honor to all the amazing fathers, the fathers that are present, those ones who are active, those ones that are caring, the ones that are there and they do all the things that children need for them to do. And... talk about different parenting techniques and we just we talk about it all today on today's episode. So this is a special episode for fathers. If you are a father, we are so grateful to have you tuning in because fathers are just as important as mothers. I know a lot of people who wouldn't say that and me being a mom, you know, that doesn't take away from my motherhood by saying that we need amazing fathers. Um, there's no way that as a mother I can be the mother that I am without having an amazing husband that is the way he is, that allows his fatherhood to interact with my motherhood and then making amazing children. And so I don't take that for granted. You know, there are so many women who are listening today um, who either don't have, you know, a father figure in their own lives or they don't have a, a mate, I mean, a husband or. Um, a partner that can help them raise their children. So it, from all the dynamics, from all the sides, we do our best to try to talk about it in this little, you know, one hour and some change um, time. So I'm so grateful for you tuning in. Um, so let without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into that episode. All right, Conversations with Toy Family. We have a very important guest today. I would think pretty special guest. You have heard him on the show now, I believe, two other times at very least. It may have even been three, but for sure two. None other than my amazing husband, father to my children, Marcus.
0: Thank you for that introduction. I will say those introductions are getting better, which I appreciate.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So with it being Father's Day uh, weekend... And let me just say to the amazing fathers who are present, show up or hands on, who do all the things that every child needs. Now, I know that we give all this adoration to moms and we should give adoration to moms because moms do a lot, but children need moms and dads. And so it's important when you... Either have a good father or some sort of father figure in your life that you do all that you can to give them that respect, love, honor, and really treat them as best as you can. Because again, fathers are extremely important. And I get that. Again, we go back and forth between the, you know, giving mom her due, but we have to make sure that when we find or have those fathers that are outstanding, that we treat them just as special.
0: And shout out to all those dads that are out there doing their thing. Even though when you wake up on Father's Day, there'll be no rush to get to a restaurant because you don't have to make a reservation. And there'll be no traffic out because nobody's moving around. And on top of all that, it's Juneteenth. So now really nobody cares about you. But listen, somewhere down the line, we stand in solidarity with you. You do matter.
1: That was great. Um... And so we're gonna to talk to Marcus about being a father and about if he's okay and comfortable with talking about his father, um, and just the things that he's learned, either as a high point or taking a low point and just turn it into a high point for how he's fathering um, his own children, and just you know just the dynamics of fatherhood because again we don't always have men who are openly willing to talk about you know what it is to be a father and the things that ha- you know go along with that. Um, You know, being a father cannot be easy. And um, let's get into how you father your children. What is your focus, your, your what's the word, your why and how you father your children?
0: Well, being a fatherless son, I try to parent from a mindset that would provide what I was not given. So I'm familiar with who my father is. I could go call him right now or physically touch him if I wanted to, but that's just not a relation that we have. Um, I think I haven't actually seen him since I was 18 and actually can't remember the last time we actually even talked on the phone. So um, That's just something I'm dealing with on my side. But again, I use it as they say, the tackling fuel that kind of just provides me on a mindset of how I know I feel and grew up in that situation and how I want to make sure that my kids never go through that.
1: But isn't that, you know, and there are so many people I'm included who don't have a relationship with their father, um, their biological father. And, um as much as you're giving and how, as much as you turn that around, is there parts of you that still are bothered by even doing that? Not, not necessarily bothered by doing that to give it to your kids, but just bothered on the inside of how you move.
0: No, but that's cause, but that's why I'm in therapy because I'm not, (laughs) um, bothered by that because I'm not allowing that to be a, a major factor in my life. You know, um, if with a different mindset it was something it would probably be something that I would address and then things would probably work out differently or I would feel differently but in no way shape or form do I want to even provide the mental space for what that would look like for some kind of reconciliation or some kind of like he didn't do so now I can or what could have been or any of that nature none of those things even factor into my current mindset but like I said and the mindset of knowing what I, would, I didn't have and trying to provide that for my kids. It's also just become difficult because without having that figure, you don't have a playbook to start with. So essentially, you're learning the plays of parenting on, on the fly. Which, of course, we all do because when you become a parent, they don't give you necessarily a playbook on how to act or what to do. And even for all the experts who claim this is how you should do it, your child is always the exception to that rule. So I just try to focus on, again, here are some of the things that I know I wish I had. And then here are some of the lessons I have learned from other great mentors who've been in my life.
1: What has been some of your challenges in general, not necessarily good or what has been your challenge um, with being a father? and. How do you meet that challenge every day?
0: I think one of the major challenges of being a father is just recognizing um, how you have to be everything for your family. So in my particular situation, I can't just be the provider because having those provisions without making sure that my family's mental health, physical health, spiritual health, is managed leaves you short in those other areas. So it doesn't matter what house you're living in, what car you're driving and things of that nature, if you're still not a whole person. And recognizing that I have four individuals that I have to make sure are whole people every day on top of maintaining myself as a whole, um, can definitely be difficult from time to time. There are definitely some days that are harder than most. Um, but again, I just try to focus on day to day, what I can control, what I can't control. And obviously I don't get it right every time, but I try to do at least learn from any of those mistakes and your kids are a great tool that, you know, when you've made a mistake on something.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: You know, especially as my kids are getting older now, you know, their voice starts to hold a little more weight. They're able to articulate themselves more and what was maybe a temper tantrum when they were two or three is now an eloquent dad that wasn't cool when you did or dad i didn't like when you said or dad this doesn't make me feel so those are things that if you will check yourself and allow for that comment for those comments and um, feedback to come in can change your perspective
1: and how do you deal with that like are you ever easily offended or agitated when you hear your kids say the The words, you know, it makes me feel or I don't like or you could have done better or whatever the the feedback is. How does that make you feel and how do you deal with that?
0: So initially, yes. Initially, it was extremely hurtful because the one thing I hold my hat on is that I am an amazing father. I know I got to work on being a better husband. I know I could probably work on even being a good human, but I will hold my hat on being an amazing father just because that was my mindset coming in. I wanted to set the bar real high. I wanted to break through that glass ceiling and I wanted to really set a new precedent for my children, which I'm hoping they could pass to theirs. So when you have that mindset coming in and then you get knocked down a few pegs, uh, because you don't hit the target. So you don't live up to people's expectations or just because you don't get things right. Um, it is definitely a hurt piece, but, um, I would say each blow to that knock has now turned into more of an uplifting. Okay. Here's where I missed the spot on this particular thing. So I'll be on the lookout after next time. And then one of the good things about having three and when you mess up with one, you know what to expect with the other two.
1: That, that's, that's pretty much true. And, um, What are some of your joys about being a dad? Like specifically, what are some of the things that you just truly, truly, truly do enjoy about being a dad?
0: Oh, that's easy. I mean, I can go down the list. I mean, to keep it simple, I'll just say um, with Nyla being our oldest, I enjoy the fact of just everything we do with her is a first. So there's just that excitement of this is the first time. A daddy-daughter dance, this is the first time you walked. This is the first time you went to school. You know, all the many firsts that you get Which with, with our oldest, um, those are things I'm going to always cherish. Then with our son, my, my only boy, my namesake, you know, the good part about that is that we share a special bond because he is the only boy. So we'll always have that connection, and he's so smart. And I just feel, like, privileged to even be his father because he's so intelligent. And it's just a thrill to watch him grow. And then our baby, (laughs) the youngest, you know, she will always be special. Not just because she's the youngest. Just because she is the one who is very clear that I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be seen. And that's a big piece that I'm glad that we're um, being able to foster. Because, um... Having three, you can definitely feel left out, but knowing that we're raising a strong, confident young child who can stand her own uh, with her siblings and in the world is also encouraging to be a part of.
1: That was was actually really amazing.
0: Yeah, I told you I'm real good at this father
1: thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go and get you together with the husband part.
0: Hey, I I admit that. That's cool.
1: (laughs) But um, So we talked about your joys and the things that have been challenging about you being a father. Um, Has there ever been, and I know you, we talked a little bit about your dad and the things that you struggle with and things, but has there ever been a point in your fatherhood where you've seen, you've had the the privilege of at least having some form of a small working relationship with your father when you were a child? Is there anything that you're noticing in your fatherhood that you've either mimicked or you've tried to... Quickly, quickly like correct or you stepped into and had to pull yourself back
0: hmm. well, I know he's made me bald and that's annoying
1: <laughs> genetics
0: <laughs> so genetics <laughs> suck uh, I don't know how you can not be around person majority of your life and still act like them you know one of my good friends reminds me because um, he got to meet my father he's like the only person or one of the few people I can even think of that's actually met my father and he pointed out all the similarities between us, which I had never noticed. So apparently not only do I, not only am I now going bald like him, but, um, my walk, Mm -hmm. the way I even drive, like my posture, you know, these are things that like, I didn't get a chance to mimic, but apparently I guess are just a part of me. Um, but from, um, a mood or temperature or behavior, you know, to the point of not being around. I don't know how much of that I do mimic. But I do just have that just feeling of like, oh, this isn't going the best way or this isn't, the ways things should be handled because of, again, cause the reactions. So at some point your kids are going to give you reactions just because they're upset that you're correcting them. And then there's other times where you just pay attention. You can really see like the hurt you may be causing another individual. Um, so I think it's in those moments where I'm like, Whoa, you know, am I going down this path of really trying to have a teachable moment or am I just being an ass? And, um, You know, there's a real fine line as a parent, because one of the things I think you and I do well on is admitting when we're wrong about something, you know, was definitely what they call the new age parenting or whatever. (laughs) You know, apologizing to your children is like a weird thing, except in the fact that they are humans and need to hear it. But I think it's also humbling. To just be able to say you know I messed up I can do better and then I saw again that's trying to also model behavior that hopefully they see and pick up
1: Them, that, yeah and my, you know apologizing to a child is something that again I know that our parents probably well it's no probably they didn't do no um, definitely didn't believe in it and of course now that it's happening it is considered a new fangle or new you know, new wave parenting, but it's really just, like you said, the recognizing that your child or children are definitely humans and they deserve that. And also humbling yourself and being able to say that I'm wrong and then being uh, real about it and not just saying it to say it, or, you know, passive aggressively saying it's something that I believe every parent should be experiencing because we're not, we're not going to get it right. And if we can admit that now, I believe in my whole heart that that's going to be like, helpful as your child grows up because they're going to realize at some point that things that you said and did are not right. And I feel like the earlier you can give that to them, it just helps them along their journey just a little quicker.
0: And it's hard because kids are assholes. And it's like something (laughs) nobody will ever say or want to talk about, (laughs) or they're like, you can't say that about your kid. But like Chris Rock said, like they, my kids, like, don't tell me what I can say about my kids. I can say what I want about my kids. My kids are assholes. And they got it honest from both of us. So, that part is hard to swallow because you see some of that assholeness coming back towards you and you're like, well, wait, do I do that to people because you're doing it to me right now and I don't feel good. But then I'm also your parent, So I could just be like, go to your room. But it's like, again, all the punishment in the world don't change a uh, fact, especially if that fact continues to keep bubbling up or keep coming up. So to your point of the humbling thing is it can be hard as a parent, but you know, feedback from any form no matter if it's your children is still needed
1: so i wanted to go back to definitely the point that you made about even when your father is not involved or active or you don't have a relationship and this is something that i need us women to listen as well you know again it's not like fatherhood or fatherless uh, fathers or something that's exclusive to men women experience that as well i mean i've said I believe we talked about this before on the father's day episode about my non-existent relationship with my own biological father. But even with not ever meeting him, um, there are things that I even noticed that things that I've been told about my father that I deal with, I mimic, I do and don't have any relationship with like, meaning not active. I have never laid my physical eyes on my biological father. And yet the things that I hear about him, good or bad, um, there are things in parts of, of myself that I'm like, well, good gracious, I've never met this man and yet I mimic him. And so for women specifically who don't think that if you remove, like, let's say you have a, a, a raggedy relationship with the, the father of your children it exists, right? Mm-hmm. This is a real reality. You don't have a working relationship with this man. They do not, um, do little or nothing to help you with your child and no matter what you do to try to compensate for that your child at the end of the day will still have attributes of this person and you can't ever erase that because that's a part of the genetics that's a part of the coming together to formulate this child and so a lot of women that i i've talked to or have heard do their best to try to erase this person from their life and feel that if they are this great mom that it will compensate the love that this child will ever need from this other person. But that's not, that's not true. Um, I know your mom was an um, amazing mom and she unfortunately had to in her in her own way, attempt to play both, both sides, but that never really takes and solves the problem or the, the love of you, or even just the thought of wanting to have a two parent relationship.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy because just growing up where I grew up, there weren't too many fathers there or if there was fathers, there definitely wasn't too many couples when I was growing up. So you definitely didn't see like a mom and dad and then their kid, you know, married and doing the day to day stuff, parent teacher conferences and stuff like that, events and things like that. You know, that was just stuff I didn't see what I saw more of anything were single parents, usually single moms who were bringing their kids to everything or the dads that were active were there because they're not with the mom. So it is a strange dynamic when you are trying to co-parent or when you're trying to erase the other side of a human, because it just, it just, it just can't be done. You know, one of the things that you and I talk about is, um, the habits that we know we've had that we transfer to our kids and how we're trying to like break those habits. But some things, you know, again, are just genetics and some things just flow through to the children without even trying. And instead of trying to erase that other side of the individual that is a part of them, it's definitely better to just try to understand um, where that's coming from. You know, it, for, for the large part, it's probably just some past traumas that was never addressed. So then you just continue to bring that to generation to generation. And a simple conversation with some people, well, I shouldn't say simple, but just the fact of having a conversation with someone um, who can just kind of understand where you're coming from or be comfortable enough to just say, hey, this is something that I'm dealing with or this is something that, If you're the parent, I'm noticing you're doing this is something that I don't think is good or right or will lead you down the right path. Instead of just saying what we normally hear, which, you know, some of you women say you just like your raggedy father or you just like your deadbeat dad or stuff like that. You know, now, of course, dads say it, too. But those are the kind of things that you hear. So then as a child, you internalize that as there's a piece of me that's wrong or bad. And all I did was be born.
1: Right. And it's important that parents, again, it's hard. I mean, I it's, it's just hard when you have the expectation that there's this other person that plays a huge part and they're not there, and so you're taking up the slack. But there's so many that, and, and again, like you said, it comes from both sides that have no problem of bashing one side. And, you know, children absorb, they hear, and they emulate. And I feel like sometimes we add salt to the wound without realizing that as much as, as, and this is just for my ladies, my women who, you know, again, you may be holding the bag. You may be the only one bringing in the bag. You may be the one doing all the work, you know, it's hard. And I, and I, my heart goes out to all those women who don't have that extra support, but they're, you gain any, you don't gain anything by bashing the other partner, um, bec- or the, and maybe they're not your partner, just the, your child's father or children's father, because at the end of the day, while you're calling them raggedy and there's this raggedy father and he's never there and he's not doing that. I mean, you still, at the end of the day, have a child that's hurting. At the end of the day, there's a child that's hurting because that child wishes or even absorbs and feels like, what is it that I didn't do? Like, I mean, when I think about my own childhood, I thought, always grew up thinking what, you know, I was, I'm a twin. And so it's like, what did my twin and I do to, 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 to have this type of treatment. Why were we born into this obscurity where, you know, we are born into this situation right off the bat where we weren't wanted. Like it's, it's, it's very much something that no matter what you do to try to cover your child, your child will feel if that other parent is not there. And so, you know, throwing salt into it by bashing the other parent doesn't help because again, that child is thinking, I hear what my mom is saying. I hear what she's saying. I get it, I, she, you know, whatever the case may be. But I still want to know who this person is. And so I feel like as a mom, I'm, I'm just really asking for other women to, I get it, you know, the, the not calling on birthdays from the other partner or, you know, not there or breaking promises that they said they were going to do. All of those things are hard, but we cannot just continue to just bash this person that our child still longs. They still long for.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you think about the bashing and stuff, in the moment, you feel like you're gaining an ally, or you feel like you're trying to get people on your side. And that probably doesn't work in the moment because, you know, too, like you said, you know, if the dad doesn't show up, then you'd be like, see, I told you, then you're like, okay. So then now there's more times where I'm like, if I had the opportunity to actually see my dad, well, now maybe I don't want to see him because he didn't show up for this. And my mom said he's not going to ever do this. So now I want to kind of lean towards my mom's side and stuff like that. But again, You're not really providing the tools that your child needs to heal the situation that you're going through. And then now you pushed upon them again, just for being born. So hopefully instead of focusing on all the negatives of that individual, if that person is definitely not fit to be around the child and there's definitely situations where that happens, then it's it's okay. Great. Keep that kid from there. Protect your child. But the bashing of that kid, at the end of the day, what people don't realize is that you you think you're bashing the parent, but you're bashing a part of me.
1: Mm, that's key. And kids feel that. They understand that. They know that. And whether they're able to help ex- you know, say that. Because, again, when we're talking about, you know, taking the re- emotional responsibility, I think a lot of adults just don't practice a- emotional responsibility. Mm-hmm. And they don't practice emotional responsibility for themselves. And God forbid they don't practice enough to uh, give their children um, the same thing. Because, you know, we all, a lot of us want the, you know, better for our children. And most parents, for the most part, wants better for their child. And when people talk about breaking generational curses, the biggest thing that people talk about is is the money part. And that is huge. Let's not play like that's not important because Mm -hmm. it is. You know, you have to be able to, in order to break a generational curse. Oftentimes, it comes with breaking poverty, or breaking, you know, the lack of skills. So, you know, many people will rush to go to college and and rush to get a skill set. But another part of breaking generational curses is also breaking gener- generational emotional curses, and this has to go with our ability to handle ourselves in an emotionally mature and responsible way stop pushing on adult feelings to children and expecting them to carry, you know, these big emotions and know what to do with them because nine times out of 10, the adult hasn't done their work to handle these types of emotional issues and it's too big for the adult. So what do you think a child is impacting? If you're struggling with this ideal of like having a a home where you keep your child emotionally and health emotionally healthy and you're bashing this other parent, And that load for you is hard. Like there are days when you cry about it and you wish things could change and you want more for your child. But then if you push that emotion and feeling on that child who then again, doesn't even have the ability because they're not old enough to grasp the full concept of all the things that are happening. I feel like when we're talking about breaking generational curses, we also have to talk about the emotional generational curses, the inability to control myself, the inability to be emotionally responsible for the decisions that I'm making, the thoughts that I'm, you know, lingering. Like these are things that adults struggle with. So I just want us to think about this load, like almost like a backpack. Like Erica Badu said, you know, bag lady, you know, you're carrying all this stuff and now you're doing this passing the bag from you to a child who it's almost like seeing the little kids who just really want book bags at the beginning of the school year, they don't go to school yet. So they get the biggest book bag that they can find. They put a bunch of their toys and they're just like going off to daycare or something. And that bag is too much. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. And the point that you brought up about kids not being able to unpack the stuff they're going through then they just turn into adults who didn't unpack their stuff and that's why as soon as you go to therapy the first thing they always had well not the first thing but one thing they asked you is your childhood because it just goes all the way back to when things started and when you said that made me think of a movie so I won't say the movie I won't say the character but I will say what happened in the movie so plays out where it was a situation where um the female actress was with this guy And she knew and the guy and she knew that the guy was dating all these other people and she was cool with it. And when he said something to her about, you know, like, you don't seem to care about me being with all these other women or anything. And he was and she was just like, well, you know, my daddy wasn't around, so I'm just happy I got some kind of attention. And like when I saw that, it like stuck with me because I definitely know a lot of dudes who like prey on that. To be like, yeah, you know, um, I can say whatever to this one and they'll fall for it, they'll go for it. And it's just like that mindset is there to use it as manipulation. So another thing these our parents um, need to be focusing on is if you refuse to heal yourself, then at least try to heal for your children.
1: Yeah, um, and that's the thing people don't get. Like for me personally, I've said this from day one, when I became a parent, it was one of the very, first times where i knew i needed to get therapy because i wasn't able to even as my child was just a baby i wasn't able to tap in emotionally to the things that i needed to tap into with being a mom without having to go to therapy and i've told plenty of people as many women who are trying to prepare their bodies for birth and prepare their bodies to you know have a child or get their bodies healthy so they can have a child one of the best things you also need to be worrying about and doing is going to therapy because having a, uh, becoming a parent, both for the mother and the father is one of the most triggering moments that if you have unhealed issues from your childhood, it's automatically going to come up. Um, you've heard, you know, what Marcus just said, you know, a lot of times therapists are going to go back to your childhood because most things that happen to us and affects us and how we do things as adults stem from what happened in our childhood. And a lot of kids are in situations where they're unfortunately mentally and emotionally abused. And I feel like for both men and women, sometimes that abuse comes from unhealed issues from your, from your childhood and you got to do better. We got to give our kids the fighting. I mean, God forbid just the fighting chance of having an emotionally healthy lifestyle.
0: Yeah. On my dad's side, I'm one of four. So one of the things that also like helped me in deciding that I wasn't going to like repair that relationship um, was understanding that this individual, although again, I'm one of four, but the mentality that the talking to my siblings is that he was treating them in the same way he was treating me. So there was thoughts about, you know, why me? Why was I the only one? You know, those thoughts definitely crossed my mind. But then talking to my siblings, I started to understand how they felt the same way. So I bring that up to say that, that person, in this this particular example, you know, my uh, uh, father, um, whatever is wrong with him is just something that he refuses to deal with, and in, at this point in his life, probably not going to. But again, trying to recognize that is keeping me from wanting to go down that path. So to bring it back to um, what we originally were talking about. Just knowing that an individual can decide to just have children and then at that point decide that they don't need to be part of that of their lives and can just then continue to continue on with their lives like the kid never existed or like the kid is not a focal point or factor. To this day, I can't think of a single day that I haven't spoken to my children, like not. One, no matter what I was doing, where I was going, where I was at, whatever meeting I was at, whatever I was doing for my job, I can't think of one single day I haven't spoken to all my children and made sure I told them I love them. So there are people out there that don't feel that same way. But again, for me, I just wanted to make sure that I focus on All the things I know I didn't have and make sure they were provided on top of then just focusing on, um, like you said, this new age parenting so that the kids don't have to go through what I went through.
1: And I'm glad you made that uh, mention of, again, fathers either choosing to not be a part or the fathers who choose to be a part. A lot of men that I've heard say that they're not a part of their children's lives because of the mother. And again, there's arguments on both sides that would even, what's the word, high five that agree with that, that would make sense. And things do happen on both sides.
0: Yeah. Those people are called idiots.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that too, but I would say it's still a choice, you know, there's just still options and choices. And I feel like oftentimes I I always love when I see men who go the extra mile to get their to get custody or to get visitations or you know, that are pushed the limit so that they can have a relationship with their child. And, and and this is, if they're dealing with a person, the mother of their child or children who don't want to give them that space to basically be a father. Um, one of the things I want to bring up too is, you know, ladies, I get it. For me, I had to adjust the fact that as a mom, I want things done my way. And then I expect my husband to move in the same way where our children are concerned and meaning he has to do it my way. And basically my way is right. And it's hard to step back and like, you know, if you say you want a partner and you want somebody to be in your life, and this is for even women who may not have that, um, their children's father, but are looking for another man to come in. Um, you know, you have to provide space for men and fathers and dads to be able to be that parent and they're not going to do things the right way. I, I mean, my kids are gotten older and I'm just like, are they alive? Then, you know, well, like, not
0: the not the right way. Again, see the Floridian to, slip <laughs> to do to do stuff the way you would do it. Right. it don't make it wrong or right. See, guys, we, we it not break that with wrong all you women. Wrong. Mm-hmm. It's
1: just the fact that it's a different way. And right, having to again when you're parenting with another person, it's the joining of two different parenting styles and doing what's best at the end of the day, what's best for the child.
0: Yeah, and minds and things are different. Um. But that's, the, that's that's supposed to be the point. Collaboration is supposed to bring out um, the best in anything you're doing. You know, they teach you that in, like, Business 101. Mm-hmm. Or just even when you're a child, the first thing they teach you is, like, I sharing. Share, right. Yeah, so they're like, go take Timmy this book or whatever. You're like, I don't want to give Timmy my book. And you're like, why not? Because it's my, my book, book, and right. Timmy can kick rocks. But, like, you're like, no, here's how you learn. So, like, that mindset is true on everything especially when it comes to parenting and you know as you're speaking to the women i'll just speak to the men you know for the ones that follow you and the ones that will hear this they will totally disagree and i totally don't care because you're totally full of crap there is no way on this earth i don't care if you left me tomorrow i don't care if you pause this interview and leave there is (laughs) no way i'm not going to be involved in my children's lives Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, you hear so many men that are like, oh, my God, she's crazy. She could be. Oh, my God, she gets on my nerves. I totally agree with that. But it doesn't matter. it (laughs) It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Because what you actually helped me to understand, the relationships are different. So that's why I'm like, I now have a very true, clear understanding of, being a husband and being a father. They're not the same, even though I entered into them um, around the same time. That doesn't mean they're equal. Those are separate relationships. And again, my relationship with my three kids is going to be different than your relationship with your three kids. And we just have to want more like it's so easy to just say I can't be involved because of or she won't let me do or stuff like that like that's such an easy cop-out for these deadbeat dads out here that don't want to do stuff and it's just like there's a financial piece to it I get it oh my god I got so many examples in my friend group you go to court this woman is taking you through everything humanly possible by the time your check is there you can barely get home I get all of that but at but the at end of the you've day,
1: you stretched it to the point where you could like, I feel like if I tried, I mean, I would never try because I feel like, at listen at least that's on record. Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's listen. I recognize the relationship that my husband has with my children. And as much as I want to be uh, mad at him, I can't detriment my own child for my relationship with him, you know, you and I. So regardless if we broke up tomorrow, it's going to be a detriment to me to remove you from their life because now I'm putting a stressor in my own life. Meaning if the two of us want to break up, that's fine. But for me to have to deal with children that are even more angry with me by not having you evolve because you're so involved, it just would be, it's not worth it. And come on now, let's keep this real if two of the two of us broke up, why would I cut my hand off? Like, why would I make it hard for me to have a life and not do things? Because I don't want you to go to your father's
0: because you're, because you're bitter and because your whole point in life now is to make me miserable. That's why.
1: Okay. Well, I I believe I could do, I could do both. (laughs) I (laughs) have zero doubt. I have zero doubt. I can probably make your, you and I's personal life bitter and, and all those things, but I couldn't do that to my kids. And, um, I stand on that because, you know, we have gone to counseling and talked about those scenarios and talked about what that would look like. And, um, not just because we were trying to be divorced or anything like that, just because it's a real, real reality. And a part of parenting is to recognize what your kids need and things. And and being honest, I, I mean, I think one of our, the biggest things in our, our marriage that helps us in our parenting is to be direct and have these conversations that most couples would shy away from.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about this before. It's all about conversations are all real based on timing. So, you know, women in particular, like, want to ask you everything the second you walk through the door. But it's like the mindset is that there's a time and place for things. And you're like, well, when I asked him, he wasn't ready to talk then or you never want to talk then. I don't know why, for whatever reason, you think, while I'm watching TV. It's the perfect time to ask me something. But there is a time and place for everything. And those difficult conversations there's a time to have those. And when you do, you just have to be honest on where you are. Now, a lot of people are scared to be honest because they think the reaction of the other person may end the relationship. And it might. And it might.
1: It, <laughs> like, it actually it might. It totally
0: might. But again, at the end of the day, an end of a um, a couple relationship does not equate to the end of a parenting. Like, it's. And, and that's. Oh, and that's the other piece that's so annoying about these men talk to them I see them I hear them they really think that when they leave the woman and leave the kid it's like a package deal and you will you don't have to be somebody's spouse but once that kid is here you will always be someone's parent there's no going back to change that you can get marriages annulled you can never get married you can do all kinds of things with that but the unwritten contract of being a parent is there since birth is there from day one. Mm-hmm. And so annoying and disheartening to see these men who just not only divorce these women, but the children at the same time, especially when it's black men, cause we got enough things going against us, um, to be beaten. we got enough things coming against us already. We don't need to be adding things to ourselves.
1: That part. Um, has there been other, I know you've, you know, your dad is not as active or not active. And how did, did you have men that were in your life growing up that were examples of fatherhood or were they feeling like, how, how was that for you?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So a part of me wants to start going through the list, but then it's like, you go through the list and, and leave somebody, somebody, somebody out, out and then they're like, I heard your podcast and apparently the, <laughs> so I won't even do that. But I'll just be general. Good and, like uh, Yeah, you know, these people. They will call. They will call. They'll they call, will me. call. And they'll be the like, show? you I ain't saying nothing that. about me. And what yeah. about, I guess mm-hmm. I didn't matter. <sighs> no, Lord. No. So I'll stay general.
1: Yeah.
0: To say that, yes. You know, thanks to my mom, I have had some amazing men in my life who have taken just the time and effort, you know, to teach me about being a man. Because that was something my mom couldn't do. You know, she could raise me she could, she did raise me, she did provide for me, she did show me a lot of things, but she couldn't teach me to be a man. You know, only a man could do that. And so the men that I kept, that the men that I'm around when I was growing up and the men that I've picked up along the way have been extremely strong mentors to me from just how I conduct myself in business um how I conduct myself in my marriage and especially for parenting you know I have one person that pops in my mind you know kids of their own all grown now and like just was able just to get through that and like I'm not gonna say terrified but like my initial mind of just becoming a parent of like all the things that could go wrong like, the list was endless <laughs> for, like, all the ways I can F this child's life up um, just by whether my money wasn't right or I wasn't saying the right things, doing the right things, or didn't, you know, cover the mom and stuff like that. There was just so many ways it could go left. But um, having those people in my life, especially when it's time to get a reality check, is great because, you know, there's a core group of people that I can call you know, some my age, some older, that would just be like, no. Like, you know, you was actually wrong when you did that. You was tripping when you did this. She was totally wrong on this, but here's the one way you can handle that or manage that and stuff like that. So, you know, people definitely got to be clear about their circles and you got to find these mentors because, uh, as they say, no man's an island and that goes for women too. It's just the same, but everybody needs somebody. And you got to be able to formulate a circle that's going to really help you as a whole human. Um, Again, you want to have someone who can help you on your spiritual journeys. You want someone to help you on your physical journeys. You want to have somebody that can hold you accountable on your medical journey, especially as black people. And then you want to have somebody that helps you on just, um, again, uh, being a parent, being a whole human, just, you know, existing in this thing called life. Like Mm -hmm. you just need strong individuals around you so i will definitely say that i've had amazing um uh people in my life men in particular um who have set great examples and are still setting those examples
1: awesome now in our house um I make sure that Father's Day is held to the same high standards that Mother's Day is.
0: Yeah, you do. Come on, up top. <laughs> up top. There you go. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like on Sunday, I'm gonna be all on Facebook and social media, um, standing in solidarity with my brothers who get treated like crap. But internally, no, I don't. I don't. I don't have that issue.
1: Um. Okay. Oh, Facebook and social media. Um. But in our house, I have always made sure that. Father's Day is just as held, it's just as important as Mother's Day in our house. Now, in some people's houses, this is, like you said, when you started out, Father's Day, you know, is very limited Respect or a limited gifting or limited praises, whatever you would like to say.
0: They and- just said it on the basketball game. We were watching the in-game announcer. They were talking about happy early father's day to all the people out there. And they was like, this is the one day where you can maybe get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> and the guy was like, have you actually ever gotten a big piece of chicken? He was like, no, I've never gotten a big piece of chicken. He's like, why would I even ask for it? And like, nobody thinks about me. And I was just like, yeah. And I was like, these are people millionaires and they're on TV talking about this. So it's like, That's again, actually
1: pretty sad. Because if I was, if I had like long money, like a millionaire, oh, we would be on like some, like everybody somewhere. should
0: be getting the big piece of chicken. Right. But it's like, no, it's everything goes towards the wife first, keep the wife happy, which again, shouldn't be a thing.
1: Wait, remember what I said? If your wife is happy on the inside, then you can say happy wife, happy life.
0: Right. But but a large majority aren't. Okay. So um, you got to start there and attempt to make her happy, whatever that may look like, and then have that go down to the kids and then you. And again, if you're a real dad, you understand your place and your responsibilities in your family. Every mm-hmm. dynamic is different. But, again, for my for the real ones out there, you know your place. You know what you're supposed to be doing. So you're cool with that. But on the flip, it's just crazy how Mother's Day, man, you got to plan months in advance to do anything on Mother's Day. Everybody sell out. Like freaking Red Lobster is, I mean, every place in the world is busy on Mother's Day. I guarantee you, Sunday, you call any place. And they're going to ask you, why you asking if we have a wait? Because they're going to be like, what's the day? Oh, they're right. It is Juneteenth. Because, again, I'm telling you, that's going to overshadow Father's Day. Because nobody gives a damn about Father's Day.
1: So, I feel you. You're feeling your pain for your brothers. But in our house, <laughs> Father's Day is, is important. And so, I make sure that that is always the case. And not for me. Because I feel like I'm the gift-giving and all those things have gotten they're there, they're there. But for other men, what do you think, or what do men want for Father's Day? For the women that actually need to get on, because, you know, it's Friday, and so you need to go ahead and get your your, your dad and your husband, the father figure in your life, what what do men want? Because I know y'all don't want another tie, and you don't want the other little other trinket stuff that women are going to give. So what do men want for Father's Day? Oh, God. Cause they got, we got time. There's a couple days. We might, help another, yeah. we might be helping somebody actually wake up on Father's Day and they might actually get something better, something that they really want. So what do men want?
0: You know, the one thing that I'm going to say that I think is probably universal, peace. (laughs)
1: How do you do that? How
0: do you give peace? Oh, that's the golden question. That's the million dollar question right there. How do you get it? I mean, just one day where I'm not being called an asshole. Just one day where I'm not being told I did something wrong. One day I'm not being told, oh, you know, I need to go get this. I got to do that or whatever. So just one day you can just sleep late without being stared at like, oh, is this dude? He can't do nothing, yada, yada. Or one day you just want to play your game and not have your wife walk past it every day. Like, you still on this game? Like, yes, I'm still on this game. Like, I'm enjoying myself. Like, just peace, simple peace. That comes in many forms, but I will guarantee you that a lot of men would just love to have that free gift of peace. Now, you want to talk about an actual gift? Because <laughs> you're not going to get that. Wow. <laughs> um, is, um, yeah, you know, activities are always cool. So, it's like, you know, everybody wants to do traditional ties and stuff like that because women claim it's so hard to shop for men. That's so ridiculous. That's, like, so not true at all because... Even though there's a store literally for every ounce of piece of your body for women from head to toe, there aren't that many stores out there for men, but it still isn't doesn't, think, it still doesn't mean there's things you can't get. So, you know, you may actually be married to a dude who actually would want a tie. You know, that might be his thing. Maybe he has a tie collection. So actually, if you did do that for him, that would be stereotypical, but it would be actually something that he actually wanted. Or, you know, if you guys into watches, if you guys into sneakers, like how many people are just into sneakers? You know, sneakers head is a big thing. You know, it's just called paying attention. The same criticism that women give about men not paying attention is the same that men can give back in a date like this. Just literally watch. I'm sure you do has said, man, it'd be great if I had, you know, whatever fill in the blank is. And it probably is not even anything expensive because we know we got to save our money for Mother's Day. So... <laughs>
1: Even a year
0: ahead? Yeah, you got to just plan ahead and be there because if, if it's not Mother's Day, then it's the anniversary or the kid's stuff, you know, your money gets spent on you last. That's just the, that's just what we all know and it's just something we accept, gracefully accept, I will say.
1: So a lot of it I feel like for ladies when they say they don't know what to get there, man, is because they're not paying attention. So you're not paying attention to like, I take little cues from you. So if I notice you're like, He'll, when you're getting dressed, you'll be like, man, I sure need some new shirts, man. I sure need some new shorts, Simple. man. I sure need And So it's Simple. those types of cues that you just pay attention. So when you hear them say that, that's what you do. Like, or if you're on, like when we take our vacations together and we'll be like, you know, I wish I want to be able to do a, B and C, just put that down in your mental box and start preparing for that. Even that's, like,
0: how you, that's how you got to be no skates for Christmas. That that's was a, clutch.
1: That's how exactly how I got you those. That kits. was clutch. For, but I've been listening, I hearing see. what you're saying. I see. And then executing. And I know people are like, "You got him some skates for Christmas. That's like skates. That's so stupid." But what you don't under, what you don't know is that my husband has a desire to one day own his own um, skating rink, and he also just he's first of all he's a size 15 shoe, and it's very hard for him to find. It can be difficult. It can be very difficult, (laughs) even for a Google, a person on Google who sleeps on Google like I do to find something as simple as skates. And so finding skates that were made for him, that was something that I took and listened to just simply hearing what he, what he wanted and then getting him that much closer. And so, you know, if you, if I hear him say that he wants to one day own a skating ring, then maybe I find a business person that can sit down and draw up a, um, a business plan for him for that, or even a model of what his skating rink would look like, like things like that. When you hear your partner say things, and especially when you hear them talk about a dream or something that they wish they could do, those are the times that you do it. And there's a million and one ways to do that. You can, you know, find things. I mean, God forbid you can look on Groupon and find something that'll fit that. I mean, there's just a way and men or women really just want to be heard. They want to feel like they're heard. So again, for Father's Day, listen to what your partner has asked and if you're hearing like like Marcus is saying things like peace, so that means allow your if it's something simple, you can give him that. Allow your your father, the father in your life, the husband to get that sleep in, let him sleep in, bring him breakfast in bed. I mean, men don't they don't shy away from that. I bring my husband breakfast in bed often, not often, but when he needs it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's I'm like, like, go ahead, you can lie on your podcast, that's fine, it's your podcast. Well, no, I'm
1: not lying on my <laughs>
0: podcast, it's just... Oh, I was like, often, but no, when no the, often, but, yeah. but for the time that it has been done, it has been amazing, I will definitely say. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, um, it's hard to remember because you are a great gift giver. It's hard to remember the stuff that was specifically around Father's Day. So I mean, I'm trying to like think of, the things that have happened. I mean, some of the things that stand out is like the buffet. You know, that's fat to say. I was like, when well, we went to that buffet that one time with the um with the uh the live band. Um, I think it was up in Maniok. Um, oh
1: yeah, that was in Maniok. Yo,
0: that brunch.
1: It was a Father's Day brunch.
0: <sighs> Man, and even that wasn't um. There was no line to get in there too. I remember, but I, I
1: made but, reservations, but you tried. But
0: but no, but you know, um, let's get back to the point. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it was easy to get in. I'm glad you had reservations though. Um, <laughs> but the food was just slamming. It was—I just remember it being so good. And um, the live band thing was definitely a piece. So that was like a great one.
1: Well, that weekend I treated you out for like I, I switched we switched roles. So I for Father's Day decided that I was gonna do a switch role, and I took you out for brunch, and then I took you out to dinner, and then like I did all those things that weekend. So it wasn't even just about the brunch, it was just about that whole, like taking you out and just letting you just let me for once, just be like, Oh, I got it.
0: Yeah, no, no, it was, uh, it was totally, um, uh, totally appreciated. Um, so that was definitely a good one. Speaking of group, I remember you got me that group high for, um, um, for the gun range, which I never got a chance to use. wonder if I can still look that up. It sounds like money wasted. Um, true that, true that. Um, or the, uh,
1: the lamborghini
0: oh that was Day. yeah no that was my birthday
1: Mm i don't think so maybe i I think it
0: was but either way um oh i know it was my birthday because it was cold um but even that's gift man (laughs) just the uh getting that lamborghini and go around that track yeah that was
1: yeah the gift of experience if you don't know what to get Gift a gift of experience. You cannot go wrong. If you gift an experience that you know that your person will love, you cannot go wrong
0: yeah that one was totally cool and then even the um the personal trainer one that one was cool too that one was, I don't know if it was a read or not but it was still fun to be like Lowhammers. that was cool because uh, I had been talking about getting in shape or whatever so this was so, it
1: wasn't a read to you but because I listened you kept saying I sure wish I could if I had a if I had a personal trainer I would
0: I would I did. if say I that. had
1: this is I would so I listened to the I would and got mm-hmm. it and that's what it's about listening to the what your partner asked or certain things that they're saying because you know we're all saying things that we want whether you choose to listen is two different things
0: oh and the um the best buy gift cards those are always clutch i can always go get something but we're also something you just started doing um the PlayStation gift cards those are cool too because i'm always well not always but um whenever i do decide to get a madden i'm usually like two or three years out or nba 2k or something like that you know those are clutch because those are things that I'm going to get. And like, you already helped me take care of that. So yeah, it, it definitely just comes down to, to listening and getting away from the, it's so hard to buy for you. I don't know what you want.
1: Well, you know why? Because men will say things like, I don't want anything. i just, I don't want anything. Why because do you Because
0: we don't want to, we don't want you buying us our presents with our money. So if you plan to use your own money and it's not going to affect our account, I guarantee you there's not no man that's not going to say, oh, yeah, go get me such and such. But what usually happens is it's like, oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to get it. And then you check the account. and It's like, oh, I just bought myself $200 worth of such and such. I wasn't going to buy myself $200, such and such. So, no, I guarantee you if it's just not affecting his account at all, I guarantee you that dude's going to be happy with whatever you bring.
1: That sounds good, but uh, I don't buy
0: that. I know. It just plays into the <laughs> mindset of, well, I don't know where to get them, so now I won't get them nothing. Or, here you go. Or, see, I tried to get you something. You never like what I get you. All right. Now you're mad. Now I'm winding up spending my 5 day taking you out to make you feel better because you had an issue getting me a gift. In general. Cause, in general. In yeah. general. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, dude. Y'all have fun with that on Sunday, taking your woman out. For something that you did that you probably didn't do.
1: We're not going anywhere Sunday to be out for that reason.
0: I just said the man. Just making sure Where you go?
1: I'm just checking. Okay. All right. So, um, so ladies, you've heard some examples of what to get the man in your life for Father's Day. Uh if you're gonna get a gift card, please get a gift card that's specifically to him. Do not get Uh a Amazon gift card that you plan to just basically turn around and use for yourself. Do Uh not don't do that. Find a gift card for him. Like, again, the PlayStation gift cards I usually, or the credits I usually give to him because I feel like I'm not going to be on nobody's PlayStation getting anything. And my husband is team Best Buy. So it doesn't matter if it's Christmas. We always try to find a way to get him a Best Buy gift card because we stack
0: them up. Right, because he mm-hmm. stacks them
1: up. And then when he goes and, and watches his uh, shows and things on there, he'll get his DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever those things are. I have no idea. But whatever they are, he'll get those as well. So get a gift card for the person that you love and get the gift card according to what they like. Don't get anything that can be used for households. Like don't, I'm team target. Don't get a target (laughs) gift card. Do not give your man a target gift card. Because that means you're going to try to just slip and use it. And then you'll use it and say things like I would be like, oh, well, this is for the family, for the household. And then basically you just been running off going to buy more candles. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't do that. Don't get target. Don't get an Amazon, anything that you can try to use for yourself you'll say oh I noticed you didn't use it because they didn't use it that next morning and then you want to go and run and use it don't do that find you something you
0: don't appreciate nothing you didn't even use it it's been 10 minutes right I just open <laughs> yeah, the card it's just, sitting, it's
1: just sitting on the thing so we're not going to do that let's get a gift card even if you do get a gift card get a gift card that that person can actually use and it's something that they actually want and that you took the time to listen and to care and um so yeah
0: yeah, and you know, some people, I mean, Father's Day is definitely different for people. You know, I've heard mothers on Mother's Day who just say, I just want to be left alone. And I heard some mothers that want to be taken out and treated. So again, it just comes down to listening. You know, um, I could totally see a Father's Day scenario for some men where you're just in the um, uh, casino all day. And maybe that's what you like to do. Or if you're at the um, movies all day because you're just in the movies, you know. You could just be there all day. So again, just kind of just comes down to like understanding what, you know, your partner likes to do and um, then allowing them to go do it without judgment.
1: And y'all don't even see him looking at me like, OK, whatever. Um, but I want to say to all of the men and the women who wake up on Father's Day and there's a heavy heart, heavy um, heaviness in your heart because your father may have already transitioned Or again, he may not be involved in your life, or he may not be active, or you've never had a relationship with him, and it's just another reminder of of that.
0: Well, let's separate the two, because I want to bash the fathers that aren't around. So separately, if you've lost your father, um, we definitely, our heart goes out to you, because you know, that strain and pain. And you know, we recently know someone who just lost her father, so, um... You know that's definitely hurtful, and we, like Toy said, we uh, definitely um, we empathize Mm -hmm. um, with you, and um, hope that you guys find peace on on that day somehow. And then separately, as you were saying about the deadbeat, you can go ahead.
1: (laughs) And for the men who know they have children in this world, you have children that you are alive and they're well and you have not been an active uh, person, please don't call your children up, trying to find some way to, for you to get some type of accolades, do not mm-hmm. come over trying to act like you're the father of the year because you had this one day that it's about you. So now you want to do that. I think that it's first of all, hurtful. It's hurtful to the mother. It's hurtful to the child. And don't do that because you don't have any, um, you do have rights and you should exercise your right, but you need to also exercise your right to be a better decent human and a better father. And if you know you haven't been active, you know you have children. And for the men who are out here raising other people's children but have their children who they don't even attempt to uh, give any type of care, love, call, or concern, y'all, y'all got to step it up. This is utterly ridiculous, and I need you to get on to do better. And you just got to get them to do better because there's no reason for you to help raise another man's child, and you have children of your own that you don't connect with. And don't make an excuse that now the kids are older and now they don't want to have anything to do with you. Because that could very well be as, as real too.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you, the deep as you've hurt, you've got to come up deeper with some type of solve to do better with what you're doing. So
0: Yeah, because if you cared, you wouldn't let it get that far. And if I think about the positive spin that we're putting on this, you know, the idea is that it's never too late, right? So, of course, the hard work will be there if you want to put it in. You didn't put it in when they were younger. You can try to put it in now. And, you know, there could be, you know, you've asked me this before. I'm personally not one of those. um, I got into this debate before, but I'm personally not one of those people that's just waiting by the phone, hoping my dad calls. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just not where I'm at. That's not where I'm ever going to be. But there are thousands, if not more, who are. So to Toy's point, Sunday could be that day. If you are the deadbeat I'm calling you and you've been that for your child's entire life and this is the one day you now feel motivated to do something different pick up the phone give it a try they may slam it in your face but they may hang up on you mm-hmm. which doesn't hurt as bad now with digital phones and back in the day when you could hear somebody slam up on right, you that now good. that hurt Wish we're
1: showing our age now
0: yeah that's true but um but now you know it'll just go dead so it's just whatever but it's a great opportunity. It's a great excuse if you need one to say, here's the time I want to reach out. Here's the time I want to be different and be prepared. And also, let's be clear, because these are those other kind of parents too. These other Debbie dudes. Your kids don't owe you nothing.
1: They never have.
0: So the mindset that I just deserve respect because I'm your father, please, yeah. let me tell you for all the kids out there, no, you don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've not been around. You have not been a factor. And for some people, you couldn't pick them out of the lineup because you literally only heard of them and never seen them. So, no, you don't just deserve this respect. I'm not just giving you that respect.
1: This respect is earned.
0: But if you would like to come and start establishing a relationship and try to then earn that respect, then hey, like I said, there's people like me who are going to tell you to kick rocks. And there's other ones who are going to be like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this call my, my entire life. life right. And, you know, you can now start that bridge. So whichever side of the pendulum you're on, you know, good luck to you.
1: Yeah. And like I said, even with me not having an active relationship with my biological father, um, I do want to give a shout out to my stepdad, Charles. And I don't only only reason why I call him stepdads is in these types of moments is when I have to differentiate between my non-existent biological father. And then I have to put the step to show that like this man exists at some point, but my dad, who I call my dad, Charles, I want to give a um, shout out to him for father's day.
0: Shout out to Phil.
1: What? Anywho. So happy father's day to all the amazing fathers who are well deserving. Hopefully you get that piece this, this weekend. Hopefully you find that time to be honored. Um, And we, for all the children who just, you know, either want an amazing father or who have amazing amazing fathers, we just want to salute all dads who are amazing. And happy Father's Day, early Father's Day to you. Thank
0: you. I appreciate you continuing to support me and being a father and all the other things you support. And thank you for taking the time to even want to give your listeners this type of perspective. Because it's definitely needed because, again, nobody cares about Father's Day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies, let's do our jobs to change this perspective that no one cares about Father's Day and actually put some care, concern, and some time, some energy into uh, making sure Father's Day is just as, uh, as important as Mother's Day. And, um, I get it, it comes from different places, but for the store household, we will be happily celebrating father's day on Sunday, making sure Marcus has all the things and not really just the things, just again, that, that piece that he definitely needs. So. Thank you for listening to conversations with toy this week. I hope that something that you heard, it resonated with you. And again, if something resonated with you, you have three things you could do that cost free 99 one. You're listening to the podcast. That's already a start. Secondly, you can share and what
0: I'm counting. Okay. okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> thank you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And then three, um, you're sharing it. You're listening to it and leave a, a comment leave a comment about what you found in the show that you liked anything that you want us to change. Um, we'll take that in consideration, but those are three things that you can do. that don't cost anything to do. It's not any money involved. It's just a couple of, of your time and we just appreciate that. So have an amazing weekend to all the fathers, happy early father's day and go be great. Until next week we will be back with another guest on conversations with toy.